one and a two and a one two three four we'll do it live i don't know what the hell's going on with me today i have way too much energy because why did i eat chocolate before i did this why did i do that i don't know okay don't ask me the questions i don't know the answer okay we've got some really exciting things going on today it's a jam-packed episode uh, actually i don't know how jam-packed it's gonna be i'm a very poor judge of how much time something is gonna take because sometimes i just end up cutting a bunch of shit out so let's see this one should be at least an hour though so i'm looking forward to that anyways i haven't even introduced myself hello cutie pies and welcome to another episode of marissa unfiltered a podcast with me marissa it well there's no video so you can't see what i'm doing or what i'm wearing which is very good for me because i look like a mess but um i do a little gesture thing when i do the intro and i think it's adorable but whatever i ate a lot of chocolate before recording this it's that time of the month and i just tend to snack a lot and i've been snacking pretty much all day so i sincerely apologize if my energy's all over the place actually no i'm not sorry so if you don't like it you can piss off <laughs> what is wrong with me okay let's let's just get into this because i don't know what's going on with me but how's everybody doing i'm wonderful thank you so much for asking you're so kind oh my gosh you guys are so kind for always asking me how i'm doing thank you yeah i'm really good the sun's out uh i have loads of energy that hopefully i spend before midnight so i can go to sleep early yeah that's about it let's get into the news because there's loads of weird shit that i want to talk about the first weird thing that i want to talk about and i feel like i'm shouting am i shouting i'm so sorry guys the first weird thing that i want to talk about though is apparently al pacino fucking 83 year old is having another baby i don't know why <laughs> These, it's so disgusting because I think it was last week or a few weeks ago, uh, Robert De Niro announced that he was having another child at the age of 79. And it's so, the reason why I find it disgusting is because these men are not going to be around to see their children grow up. At 79, this uh, De Niro is going to be 99 when his child turns 20. He's not, let's be real, he's not going to make it to 99 unless he's got um, fucking Rockefeller money or what's that other one? Kissinger. Unless he's got their kind of money and their access to medical in- intervention, he's not going to make it that long. So I just find it really selfish and it's kind of gross as well because both of their so Pacino's girlfriend is 29 years old and I really hope she's just in it for the bag because otherwise I don't understand why she would waste her precious years with a granddad but yeah it's 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 gross and I just wanted to express my opinion that I find that very disgusting and I think that men should stop having children 
which was the takeaway from the last episode. <laughs> That's my takeaway from the last episode where I talked about um, sperm donors. I think they should just stop having, ch- men should stop having children altogether. Actually, no, I think what should happen is that men should be required to hand over their sperm, like when they turn like 25 or something, just hand over your sperm. Before that, you're not allowed to have any kids. Hand over your sperm and then it's then used for uh, just reproduction. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I might cut that that out. But I'm just trying to oppress men the way that they oppress women. So it never really works though. Any- <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This episode is going to be such a mess. It's going to be so all over the place. And it's going to be very interesting to see how much of this I actually leave in tomorrow when I'm editing this. (laughs) My energy is literally all over the place. Also, I'm really sorry. I'm recording in a different room than I usually record in. And so the sound may be a little bit off. But um, for reasons beyond my control, I can't record in the normal setup. So I sincerely apologise if the ed- if the audio is a little bit more echoey. But anyways, before we get into... Actually, there's a couple of other... I was going to say, before we get into the meat and potatoes, there are a couple of other like stories that I want to talk about. So let me just pull up my Twitter because I just bookmark things that I want to talk about. Um, The first thing that I want to talk about is the exciting news that Japan has, a Japanese court has now ruled that not allowing same-sex marriage is unconstitutional. So it looks like it's going to be legal pretty soon to, for LGBTQ people to get married in Japan. So that's really exciting because if you don't know, I support the, the, (laughs) I support the alphabet mafia and I just believe in human rights and I'm not going to apologize for that. And all like, the thing is, is there's so many things that people, same sex couples are excluded from because they're not allowed to get married if one of the the people in the couple gets sick or anything like that they're not able to support their partner the, in places like Japan they're not able to adopt there's so many things that they're excluded from including like inheritance so if someone dies then you can't inherit assets that you ba- basically built together over the course of your relationship I just don't believe that people should be discriminated against for just living their life. And a lot of people tend to do this thing where they're like, I don't have an issue with gay people. Just don't put your gayness in my face. Nobody, literally nobody does that. The only people who want to push their beliefs in other people's faces are usually... I'm gonna say it, conservatives, like, they want everybody to live under this authoritarian, they don't believe in, like, government intervention, or all of this other stuff, 
except for when they're the ones doing it and I don't agree with that I cannot agree with that at all like it and they're the ones who want to have um who want to have a say over women's bodies over like so many things that they they have no business being a part of but then they still go out and do this hypocritical argument of oh we don't want the government to intervene in our lives like but you're doing the same exact thing you just don't want to live in a fair and democratic society you want to be the oppressor and I can't agree with that so it's great that this is happening um and just in time for pride month which starts tomorrow so I guess the gays in Japan are going to be celebrating even harder so good for them um the other thing is I saw this and a lot of people were outraged I just like full disclosure I don't give a shit about sports I used to be into sports a long time ago but um I used to watch American football religiously that's really it I used to watch rugby mainly for the hot guys though not really for the sport itself but I don't know it's just not really interesting to me at this point in my life but a man who illegally streamed Premier League football matches to around 50,000 subscribers who each paid around 10 pounds a month for their subscription has been jailed for 11 years I believe there's another one who was jailed for like 18 years or something and a lot of people are really pissed off because they're saying the girlies are saying and not just football girlies but like a lot of people have been really upset because the the punishment for basically taking a couple quid out of you know Sky and all of these other media organizations who have the rights to to show these games um taking money from them you get sentenced to 11 years and you get sentenced to 18 years but crimes against children crimes against women and basically if you scam poor people it's fine but if you scam an organization or you steal from an organization then you get the book gets thrown at you and that's what a lot of people have been saying online and they are fucking pissed and to be honest with you I kind of agree I think he so according to the mirror the man from he's 36 he's from Greenwich in southeast London and he made around seven million pounds from this con and he's gonna go away for 11 years um honestly it's really not the worst crime out there like drug dealers I've seen drug dealers get less time than that I've seen people who commit violent crimes get less time than that and so it's just like the punishment is just really disproportionate and a lot of people are really upset and I I actually agree because even when and uh so in the UK right now there's been a whole lot of conversation around our water comp companies which are privatized and they're basically um pumping sewage into the seas and waterways in the UK but they made billions of pounds um in the last couple of years 
in profit. And the prices, I remember, I think it's in April, I got letters from the two different water companies that service uh, the property that I live in saying that their prices would go up. A lot of people got these letters. It's not just the water companies, it's basically any utility that people need to have a comfortable life. They made such huge profits, but the infrastructure's crumbling and just everything's going to shit, pun intended. And nobody's nobody's being punished for this. And I think some of the water companies are currently, they, so they're saying that they justify the price, um, they justified raising the prices by saying that the money is going to go towards fixing crumbling infrastructure, except all of this time we've been paying our bills and that no none of that money has been allocated towards fixing crumbling infrastructure so it's just really shitty that they get to get away with basically robbing people of a comfortable life but you know a guy who's just bringing entertainment to people um is being sentenced to 11 years and again like i have no I have no sympathy for rich people. I have no sympathy, like rich people who make tens and hundreds of millions off the back backs of average people who are just trying to survive. I have no sympathy for you. And so if someone's stealing from, you know, fucking Virgin Media, I don't give a shit. If someone's stealing from any of these big media conglomerates, I don't give a shit, honestly. Even if someone's stealing from Asda, I don't care. I didn't see anything. Because they they rob us every single day. So why can't we rob them back? Anyways, if the police is listening to this, I don't condone um, stealing in any way, shape or form. Just to put that out there. And this entire show is just for entertainment. So yeah, anything that I say should not be taken literally because it's literally just all a joke. Come on, guys. Anyways, the next thing I want to talk about is fucking Elizabeth Holmes. I talked about her in the Forbes episode where I was talking about all those people who scammed... uh, working class everyday people out of their hard-earned money um she was the one who made that uh the blood testing machine theranos where it was supposed to diagnose uh different health conditions using one drop of someone's blood but the machine didn't work it was bullshit junk science and yeah she scammed investors she did scam investors but honestly that's not even and that's a crime that she's going away for but she also impacted the health of everyday people who used her machine to test their bloods who were misdiagnosed who like either to say that they have a health condition that they didn't have which caused them to pay you know extortionate rates in order to get it sorted or 
misdiagnosing them in the opposite way where she's basically saying oh no there's nothing wrong with you so she impacted everyday people who and people's health like and and your health is wealth like if you're not healthy in this world you are at such a disadvantage and that's what she impacted so I have I hope that there's a special place in hell for her but the reason why I'm talking about her is because she's currently being um she's awaiting sentencing for her crimes and I mentioned in the episode the Forbes episode that she's had two children in the time so the first child she had around the time when the case was going to trial and the sec which which caused the case the trial to be pushed back so that she can have her baby and by the way the entire time she's been at home she has not to my knowledge been arrested or spent any time in jail up until this point so she had her first baby around the time of the trial the trial was pushed back after she had her baby the trial took place and then just before sentencing so she has like an infant child at this point as well I think she gave birth either um, March or April so like really recently and basically she's been a lot of people have accused her of doing it in order to um, skirt her responsibilities and to avoid going to jail whatsoever and turns out those people were right because according to the Los Angeles Times the LA Times I don't know why I said it like that Elizabeth Holmes cites her new baby as a reason why she should avoid prison for her her crimes and she did interviews she's done like basically a whole little press run to gain sympathy from the general public I'm guessing in order to avoid going to jail for the real harm that she caused to people again I don't give a shit about the investors in the case of um what was the other one we talked about in that episode uh the the bitcoin wannabe guy fucking sbf in the case of ftx in the case of um jp morgan with charlie javis all of these other people i don't care i'm i actually don't feel bad that they got scammed especially jp morgan because they're fucking criminals allegedly themselves so i i really don't have much sympathy for these big investors that were scammed it's the everyday people who invested in these companies because they thought oh this is going to be a great way for me to actually like put aside some money for the future or whatever or in the case of Theranos with impacting people's health I don't give a shit about all the other people but if that's where they're going to get charged because obviously these investors they have sway when it comes to the legal system and they can push for certain people to get the book thrown at them if that's what they have to go to, these people have to go to jail for, then so be it. Like, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to feel bad for any of them. But Elizabeth, 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 <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes 
deserves to be in jail and she deserves to go away for a long time. I believe um, she's facing up to 20 years in jail. And honestly, like, I feel sorry for her kids and all of that, but she did this for a reason. Like, she knew that she was going to trial. She knew she was potentially um, in a position where she could go away for a long time. She chose to do this. And if you look at the way that she's cleaned up her image as well, she just looks like a like a rich white woman who's just going about her life having you know just like a rich soccer mom her like wavy blonde hair and neutral colors like she really has done like a whole 180 in terms of her appearance and she's soft-spoken and she's doing charity work and all of this where was all of that when you were scamming people when you were trying to be like Steve Jobs so no sympathy for her I hope they <laughs> I was gonna say I hope they bury her under the jail but that's a bit much I guess um and lastly Taylor Lautner was recently like he went I guess viral because he posted that a lot of people have been leaving him a lot of mean comments on social media and it's honestly again I don't know why people feel the need to go out of their way to offend to upset, to shit on people that they don't actually know. Like, I I will never understand that. It's just so silly to me that people do stuff like this. So, and he looked really sad. He did a video. He comes out and he's like, you know, I was going through the comments and it made me feel some type of way. I don't, I'm not in as bad a place anymore, so it doesn't impact me as much, but it's still hard for me to see people commenting negatively on my appearance. And yes, like with anyone, it would feel so shitty for people to just constantly comment negatively on your appearance. I cannot imagine being a celebrity and just for no reason, you're just existing and you have to you know, especially if you're a celebrity who likes being on social media, it must be like stepping on landmines every day or trying to avoid landmines. Because you can just be going about your day and then, bam, negative comment in your face. And you don't even have to go looking for it. It comes to greet you because people feel like they can act a celebrity and tell them to fucking kill themselves and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just really sad. But I'm going to read some of the comments because I don't, (laughs) I'm going to read them and then I'll say what I want to say. So someone said he aged like a raisin. Another guy said he looks like old broccoli. Um, They're talking about his hairline looking empty. Uh, People saying he didn't age well. He looks so old. What the fuck happened? Damn, look like shit. Like what? This is so oh not aging well like it just really it's really sad someone said bro where is this hairline running off to looks like ratatouille putting the years on what i don't even understand some of these comments damn what happened to him and the funny thing is and a lot of people are commenting as well um because he played shark boy in shark boy and lava girl and a lot of people are saying, oh, Shark, Shark Boy aged badly and all of this stuff. He was a literal child when he was in Shark Boy. 
like a literal child, an adolescent. He is now 31 years old. And the thing is, when you look at the video of him, he looks his age. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh shit, that guy looks really bad for his age or, you know, anything. He looks his age. He looks like a man. And his hairline is fine. Like, it's so weird that people just project, like, all of this stuff. Because I I literally was expecting, I was expecting so much worse. And then I saw the video. I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? He looks fine. And he literally looks his age. I don't understand why people feel the need to comment mean things. So I guess there's, if there's one thing to take away, just be nice to people on the internet. And the other thing is, a lot of these people who are commenting, they are no beauty queens themselves. And again, they're just punching down because they think that, oh, it's a celebrity. They don't have feelings. So, yeah, I think that's all the social media stuff I wanted to talk about. I just saw some stuff on Twitter that people have been mentioning and I thought that I would talk about them and give my opinion. But let's go back to what we're actually here for, Hans, because this isn't just about talking about random weird people on social media, even though I would like to do more of that. Okay, let's do a quick good news story before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, And I think we need it because the main story that I'm going to talk about or stories is really um, anger and rage inducing, at least for me. So I think I made the the right decision when I decided to do to frame the show in this way. So the first thing that I would like to talk about, the first good news story, is basically a homeless man um, saved a family from a burning building. It appears the events of this story took place in the early hours of Thursday the 18th of May, um, so just a couple of weeks ago. And the reason why I said it appears is because in the news articles that I read, it didn't say the exact date, it was saying like Thursday evening and based on the day I just assume that it was the 18th of May. It could have been a couple of days before that, I'm not sure. But basically earlier this month around 4am in the morning a man was just minding his business when he heard screaming coming from a nearby apartment building. The building was on fire and the woman and two children who lived there were trapped inside. In the words of the mother, her name is Claudia Jimenez, I went to the front door and opened it and the flames were already covering my front door. The whole stairs were on fire already. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, the neighbours started banging on doors trying to wake people up and to get everyone out of the building so it was one of those apartment buildings that's just like a couple of um, floors so it wasn't like a fucking skyscraper thankfully Um, but yeah so the neighbours were going around trying to alert people to what was going on but Claudia was trapped inside and she didn't have any way to go out of the main doors to 
get help. So she started yelling, saying, please help me, there's a fire, I can't get out, I need someone to help me. And she looked up and she sees this man and he's coming like towards her building because he was just like nearby sleeping in a tent with his wife and he just comes up like a hero he's like I'm gonna help you the man in question his name is Joe Hollins and he was a homeless person who camped out like very close to the apartment building and he heard Claudia shouting and he just rushed into action to help so he went over and he's trying to get them out of the second um, floor apartment by dropping so the idea was that Claudia was going to drop the kids to Joe and Joe was gonna you know put them down to get the next and that was how he was gonna help them to get out of the apartment because they couldn't go through the front door and he said I actually tried to climb up the side of the window and grab them as far as I could grab one set them down grab another set them down get the dog and then she didn't want to come at first scared she would fall and then I said I got you don't worry by the way the kids were really young one of them was one year old and the other one was eight year old and they're both girls not that that's relevant but he's he saved them the pets and the mother so basically the whole system of catching them and setting them down saved their lives and he did this with the bravest most calmest demeanor ever that's what they said like honestly i can't even imagine being in that situation I panic at the littlest of things and he just came out and was like yeah I'm gonna help these people because it seems like everyone else in the building um they didn't know that Claudia was in this situation so they're like trying to get everybody else out but Claudia was stuck so it's literally like divine intervention that Joe was there and then so Claudia said obviously this is like probably the most terrifying situation they've ever been in so she said I have no words I will forever be thankful to him to me he was an angel he was there when I needed him Uh, I looked around he was the only one around because of him we are alive and my daughters are safe obviously Joe is a hero I don't think anyone can deny that and he's so humble about it as well the news reporters asked him if he felt like a hero and he said anybody would do it like I just imagine wind blowing and a fucking eagle flapping behind him when he says that it's just so heroic of him um to do just kind of put himself in danger for the help to help someone else Uh, So in terms of the fire, they don't actually know what started the fire. It left extensive damage and obviously people have been left without a home. But the local community have been donating to the victims, like clothes and food and things to make them comfortable while they figure out what the hell's going on and what their next steps are. And... At this moment, I'd like to get on my soapbox and say that homeless people deserve respect, not just when they're being heroic. Because obviously Joe was um, 
Joe had a lot of attention on him based on his actions and based on him helping, you know, people in need that he didn't even know. And a homeless person or anyone shouldn't have to do something that extreme in order to get respect. And they definitely don't deserve to be choked out on a subway train because they said that they're hungry or because they expressed any kind of emotion that made the people around them uncomfortable. So, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to share that little heroic story because, I don't know, recently I've been really sentimental and I've been crying a lot at just, like, the the goodness of strangers. I've been consuming a lot of true crime, I'm not gonna lie, and whenever there's a story that involves a random stranger coming to help someone in need, it just makes me so, like, emotional because sometimes in the world it just feels like we're all very divided and it seems like people are just out for themselves. So when there's a good Samaritan story, it just makes me really soppy. So yeah, and you're gonna need that, uh, hang on to that good feeling, that heartwarming feeling because I'm about to talk about the worst grifters on the internet, people who fake cancer for clout. And I cannot even believe I'm uttering those words because surely, surely as humans, we are decent and civilized enough to not do that. You know, like there's certain things that we shouldn't do, like kill someone. I don't know what else we shouldn't do. Don't, don't ask me. But yeah, faking cancer, it just feels like one of those things that is a no-no, but not for these people. Today, I want to talk about some scammers, some wrong-uns, some ne'er-do-wells, some proper wrong sorts. <laughs> I don't know how else I can say that they're just terrible people. Today, we're talking about people who are definitely of sound mind, who faked cancer for clout. Well, it's not as simple as them faking it for clout, or attention. I definitely think there's more to the story, but simply put, they're doing it for attention. Side note, I think most of these people I'll talk about have done it during the current social media age that we're in. Um, but this isn't a recent phenomenon at all. I've heard of cases happening way, way back in the day, like before smartphones, where you had to like put stuff in the newspaper, and wait ages for anyone to respond to it and buy another newspaper in order to respond to whatever the hell. So it's not a new thing, but I think social media definitely makes it a lot easier. You may be familiar with the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who is currently in prison serving a 10 year sentence for the murder of her mother, Didi, who had Munchausen by proxy. And she basically, tricked everyone including Gypsy into believing that Gypsy had a litany of health conditions and developmental issues which is basically a form of medical abuse or child abuse. Um, it's 
It's actually quite a popular true crime case and it was even made into a limited series called The Act, which I highly recommend. I left that program believing that Jamie King was Gypsy Rose. She did such a good job at playing Gypsy that I genuinely believed it. Based on seeing Gypsy in interviews, I'm like, they're the same person. And it actually chronicled a lot of the things that Dee Dee did to fake Gypsy's illnesses and also how she was able to scam basically everyone in America into believing that Gypsy was sick, including the Make-A-Wish Foundation and local churches and local um, not-for-profit groups who just wanted to help. So this isn't, like I said, this isn't a novel idea at all. The grifters I'm about to talk about didn't invent this little scam. And I'm sure there are so many people that we don't even know about because they were actually smart enough to quit while they were ahead or before they got caught. By the way, by the way, Gypsy could be loose on the streets of, I don't, I don't know where the fuck she lives or where she's going to move to when she gets out, but she could be loose like the juice as early as this year because she's up for parole. <laughs> I read an article where she, like some of her loved ones said that they were worried about her ending up back in prison because she hasn't sought any help since she's been behind bars, which is very interesting because if that's the case... And I'm not a parole expert. We've established that I'm just here talking shit into a mic. I'm not an expert, but would they actually let her out if she hasn't shown any signs of changing? Surely, like, with parole, you have to be like, yeah, you know, with your hat in your hand, like, yeah, I did this. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have killed my mom, even though she was a bitch, but that's neither here nor there. I did kill her and I'm really sorry. But also, I've been seeking help while I'm in here. And, you know, you like, you drop a little tear. Like, yeah, I've been seeking help. I realised I'm a bad person and all of that. that. Don't you have to do that in order to get parole? I don't know. If someone's on parole right now and they want to write in, let me know. But her family members and her loved ones are concerned because they say that she she also mixes with a bad crowd which is really funny because isn't everyone in prison technically a bad crowd even though you know there's a lot of innocent people in prison but it, it's just like a funny way to say that she's not changed at all but also Gypsy comes across as a very manipulative person she obviously manipulated her boyfriend into killing her mom and she was in the house while it while it happened the whole thing was just really unnecessary in my opinion um so i'm actually concerned for people around her when she gets out because it's not like she can just go back to living a normal life everybody knows who she is everybody knows what she's done and also she's been left with she is a victim she's been left with long term health issues because of the abuse that her mum inflicted on her um, medically. But all she knows is a life of scamming. So is she actually gonna come out and, you know, live a normal life? Who knows? I don't know. 
but good luck to everybody around her that's all I'm gonna say anyways back to these current scammers let's start with a recent case that happened last year well the events of this case happened last year but the consequences of the case unfolded earlier this year a 19 year old woman from Iowa was exposed on TikTok for faking her health issues which included a cancer diagnosis I don't really use TikTok that much purely because it's really addictive and I have a very addictive personality so I tend to ration my usage of the app so I didn't even know this was a thing usually stuff like this it doesn't matter what your algorithm looks like stuff like this kind of permeates into everyone's for you page but I don't remember seeing anything about this anyways when I heard about this case I wanted to find out more I actually wanted to find out some stuff about her life before the scamming you know like her upbringing and, and stuff but I couldn't find much I don't know about you but I do like to get a full picture of the people that I'm talking about their backgrounds like maybe something in their life um made them the way they are maybe it didn't it doesn't excuse their bad behavior because it seems like some of these people are just predisposed to being villains but sometimes it can be how they're raised and socialized that's the issue but I can find anything about this person and also the TikTok profile in question is no longer available so I had to piece things together from different sources I've seen some of the videos she's made thanks to other people stitching her videos to expose her and also some of her videos are on YouTube as well like other people have uploaded her videos on onto YouTube with all that being said her name is Madison Russo she's 19 like I said and she was reported to the police back in January of this year by medical professionals who saw her shady antics on TikTok. She's being accused of stealing 37,000 US dollars or 30,000 pounds via donations from people who genuinely thought she was sick and wanted to help her out. In October of 2022, she started making videos on TikTok about her alleged cancer diagnosis. She claimed that she had been diagnosed with stage two pancreatic cancer eight months prior to that, so back in February of 2022, and that she was given a, an 11% chance of survival. She said that she started treatment right away, which included oral chemotherapy and radiation. And as of October of 2022, when she made the video, she said that she completed eight rounds of chemo and over 50 rounds of radiation. So I did some Googling based on those two claims alone. And I basically was trying to find out, like, can someone actually do, do that many rounds of chemo or radiation wouldn't that literally just damage your body and I couldn't really find much but I do know that chemo and radiation does do a lot of damage to your body she said that she was responding to treatment and that the tumor she had on her pancreas even started shrinking however the optimism was short-lived because the cancer spread to her blood so she now has 
stage 2 pancreatic cancer and acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which I found out has about a 65% survival rate for people in Madison's age. And that survival rate is, um, so people can, 65% chance of survival up to five years after diagnosis and treatment in for people in Madison's age group but obviously that doesn't take into account any other diagnoses that she or anyone else might have but I'm just kind of putting it out there to to give you an idea of the chances of survival of these different types of cancers. She also said that she had a football and that's an American football or hand egg as I like to call it a football sized tumor on her spine so I'm sure these things will greatly reduce her chances of survival, if true. Madison then goes on to say things like, so she made this video on um, back in October and she's like, it's this long video, I think it was posted on Facebook. And she's like, yeah, this is what's happened. This is the worst day of my life. Then she goes on to say things like, I'm so young and I'm so much more than this awful existence. But this is another chapter in my story. So she's trying to be triumphant and to appear like, you know, this thing's not going to beat me. I can do this. Which if you take that as face value, this is just someone who's learned devastating news about herself and is trying to make the most of you know her current situation and trying to remain optimistic except in the video she has barely any emotional reaction to the words coming out of her own mouth and I know that some people just don't express themselves well or some people are just very stoic but the video was very eerie to me and I don't know if that's just because I watched it in you know with the knowledge that she was lying I'm not sure but it just gave me a weird vibe in the same video she goes on to say you could look at someone from the outside and think they look healthy but you don't see that inside their body is literally trying to destroy them which was weird again because she did not present as someone who had been diagnosed with cancer eight months prior and had an 11% survival rate, had gone through five rounds of chemo and eight, 50 rounds of radiation or whatever the hell she said. There, I said it. I said it because I think she uttered those words about people essentially judging a book by its cover to alleviate any suspicion people had about her diagnosis based on her the what she was presenting. It's almost as if she was preempting any questions or doubts that may have arisen from her unusually healthy appearance. And I say unusually healthy appearance because based on everything she said, she should not be looking that healthy. In this video, she looks very healthy indeed. Her hair is luscious and shiny. She has a full face of makeup on that looks like it was done in a fucking 2007 strip mall, but that's neither here nor there. It also looks like she had on fake tan and that's just based on just the fact that her hands, including the palms of her hands, were just discolored. It didn't look natural. It didn't look like natural complexion. Like if 
a white person were to get a natural looking tan, it looked fake. It looked kind of greenish. Also, she, along with that, she had, you know, her teeth and her eyes, the whites of her eyes looked really healthy as well. She had, she just had a natural glow about her and she comes across generally as a healthy young woman. There are such things as invisible illnesses. I know for a fact that sometimes people can be very well put together when they're suffering from an ailment that doesn't produce any obvious symptoms to someone looking at them. At the same time, there's loads of people who are sick and it's really obvious that they're sick. They may need uh, a wheelchair or crutches or something to help them along or they may just look really frail. So, you know, illness is a spectrum. Not all of us present in the same way when we are sick. But she, based on everything she said, she did not look to be suffering. So... She had been posting videos regularly about her cancer, where she's updating people on how she's doing. She's trying to be motivational for not only herself, but also others who might be suffering. At some point, she started posting on Facebook as well. I actually believe that she started posting on Facebook first before she started posting on TikTok. But again, because the information has been, the her social media has been wiped, it's hard to tell which one came first. She also started a GoFundMe campaign at some point to help raise funds for her medical and living expenses. This is where she got the 37,000 US dollars from. The most recent update on the GoFundMe was from the 9th of January of this year where she claimed that her situation was getting worse and that she was no longer responding to treatment. So her only hope was to join a clinical trial in the hopes that it would put her into remission. Because apparently clinical trials are easy to come by and anyone can join them, allegedly. At the end of the GoFundMe update, which by the way, I read some of the GoFundMe posts, it looked like it was written by her in the third person (laughs) because it's like oh Madison wants to give you guys this update on her condition and da 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 and at the end of it she says that she just wishes she could go and give everyone a big maddie hug and individually thank each person because without this support she would not be where she is today And it's like, oh my gosh, this poor thing. She's suffering. She's struggling. She's got this big fucking lump on her spine. The poor thing. And I can only assume she did that to prompt more donations. But that's just me and my opinion. Now, with all these videos she's posting, people started growing suspicious. Because she was posting, and bearing in mind on TikTok... People post multiple videos a day sometimes. So she's constantly posting videos. And in some of these videos, it made people suspicious because the backdrop of her videos looked like she was just in her regular degular flat. But she's hooked up to a feeding tube in some of them. She's hooked up to IVs. But allegedly in the video where she's like hooked up to the IV... 
a lot of people were pointing out that the IV bag was empty, which is a fucking health hazard, babe. Calm down. Relax. So the TikTok sleuths had a lot of questions to the point where people were stitching her videos and those stitches of her videos are still up on TikTok. And if you Google Maddie's name, you can see the stitches of like some of the most popular ones. So people were stitching her videos and pointing out medical inaccuracies, which included things like the feeding tube being wrong. So not used for that purpose. And then she had this thing on her chest. I think in one of the videos, I heard someone call it a chest plate or some a chest board or something like that. But I'm stupid. I did not. I was good at science at one point, but not to this degree. But people were saying that this thing, so there's this thing hooked up to her chest and it's for either chemo or radiation. That's where they inject the meds. I think it must be for radiation. But medical professionals on TikTok and just people with eyes were questioning why it would look like it was just stuck on with scotch tape and why it looked so messy. So it looked like she just like slapped this thing on and just willy-nilly just applied tape to keep it in place and she always had it on show so she'd wear tops where it was you know it was peeking out of the side or just like fully on show because she wanted people to know that she is undergoing chemo it just looked really messy a lot of people were like why the fuck are you not in hospital if you're this unwell? The math was not mathing for poor Maddie. Around the 11th of January, people started reporting her to the police. And these were medical professionals. So they had enough. They were like, fuck this bitch. She's lying. She's deceiving people. We have to do something. Bearing in mind, up until this point, Madison claimed that she had stage two pancreatic cancer acute lymphoblastic leukemia and a fucking big ass tumor on her spine yet she still had all of her hair she was still wearing a full face of makeup literally in i would say like 90 percent of her posts which i'm not saying that you can't wear makeup if you have cancer but it's just it's very unusual i guess like not every day basically and in some of her videos, she can even be seen exercising and just carrying on like an, a healthy 19-year-old girl. Because that's what she was. So when people started questioning why she didn't lose her hair, do you know what this bitch did? She busted out bottles of supplements like biotin and collagen and credited that. And the, the fact that she was taking oral chemo for not losing her hair. So she said, the reason why my hair did not fall out from chemo fucking therapy and radiation is because of biotin. And I've taken biotin before, babe. It is not this miracle supplement. When people were like, babe, that's bullshit. Biotin does not do this. It's not this miracle th drug that you claim that it is. The biotin shampoo and all of that stuff is gimmicky. Like, I'm going to be honest. But people like, I call bullshit. That's not how biotin works. That's not how collagen works. She then posted a picture of her apparent hair loss, 
which basically just looked she posted a picture of a sink with hair but the hair in the sink looked like it was just from a haircut so it's blunt on both ends and it's about a couple of inches so it's a clump of hair in a couple of inches in length and it just looked like she had a haircut and again people like this isn't how hair loss works when your hair falls out it doesn't it's not like a you it doesn't fall out like this so what the hell's going on here babe again she was out here just gaslighting people because she's like no this it fell out it's this is my hair loss please believe me and i can't i can't even forgot to mention this as well I'm going to have to insert this somewhere, but she was also accused, I don't know why I laughed when I said that, but she was also accused of stealing pictures from actual cancer sufferers to make her story more believable. The internet detectives did reverse image searches on some of her photos and found the true origin. So the girlies had many reasons to not trust Miss Madison. So she was eventually arrested in January of this year, like I said, and the police seized medical supplies, which included a feeding tube slash pump thing, which is supposed to, you're supposed to use if you're not able to like digest anymore, which sometimes happens when you take chemo. But the, the thing was filled with cotton balls. So I don't even know what that's supposed to do. They also found an IV pole and a bunch of other random medical paraphernalia, which included like medication belonging to other people. They found a wig. When I read that they found the wig, I immediately assumed that she was going to start wearing a wig to get away from some of the questions about her own healthy hair. But then... Earlier today, I was just like re-watching some of the, the video clips and I saw that because also Maddie was doing speaking engagements for like cancer survivor organizations in her local area and at her university and all of these places. And I did see some pictures where she was wearing a really ugly fucking wig. Like this wig was awful. So I'm glad that they seized that because it's it should be a crime to wear such a bad wig. But I guess also she did it to make it, she wanted the wig to be obvious. By the way, she was charged with theft for stealing the donation money because she's not actually sick. She said that she was sick, which made people donate to her, but she's not sick. And as part of the case against her, they subpoenaed her medical records, which showed that she has no history of cancer whatsoever. She's never been treated. She's never been diagnosed with cancer. Misrepresenting yourself to gain money from others is one thing, but arguably the most egregious thing she's done is she befriended people who actually had cancer one of whom actually died like in the year that Maddie was doing her fuckery, just cosplaying cancer. And she milked this girl's death for attention on social media. She's not even the only one that's done this, which is so messed up. Like other people did a similar thing 
in their own cases as well like it's just so messed up she had these people thinking that she was really sick and they rallied around her the other really sick thing which you will see in probably all of these cases of these fucking scam artists they make people who are actually sick feel so bad about themselves because they're on social media saying yeah you can do it you you know I this is what I'm eating you know it's making me feel great look at me don't I look great Maddie was one of those cases where like cancer sufferers were like why don't I look as healthy as her why am I not able to maintain a normal life you know with yes I have cancer but why am I not able to exercise and go running Maddie has a tumor on her spine and she's able to do that it just it's really sick and she's making it so much worse for people who are actually suffering because now everyone is going to be met with skepticism which I'm not saying that skepticism is a bad thing but people who actually need the support will find it harder to come by because of this shitty person's actions so this shithead was due in court in March of this year and she didn't even show up so the case has been pushed back to the 8th of September of this year and we are only in May so obviously I don't know what's going to happen there and I'm not a time traveler so I can't go to the future and see I'm sorry So who knows if she'll be in any legal trouble, if she'll face any repercussions for her despicable actions, but she absolutely needs to. And the other thing is, um, there hasn't really been anything about anyone in her family coming out to either like defend her or in, in to say that what she did was wrong. So it's just like really weird. Like everybody just went underground when she was when she was arrested so I don't know but the people who donated to her GoFundMe they've all been refunded by GoFundMe so I guess that's good but she's negatively impacted the lives of everyone who's been unfortunate enough to have been impacted by cancer or had cancer themselves and also she's 19 years old and she's she's basically done lasting damage to her own future prospects because now every time you google her it's all over the news and again you won't catch me shedding any tears about this person or anyone who takes advantage of regular everyday people but it most likely means that when she gets out she's just going to continue if she actually goes to jail that is She's just going to keep grifting and probably hurting more people along the way because who's going to hire the girl who faked having cancer and stealing money from people because of it? The saddest part is she's not even the only one. If you Google faking cancer for attention or faking can- just faking cancer, there are so many stories that come up and it's like all over the world. During my research, I found at least five other cases, like in the past couple of years alone, of people, mainly women, unfortunately, 
who use social media to either promote a business or straight up scam people for money based on a condition or a diagnosis that they don't actually have. In March of 2022, an Alabama woman was arrested for scamming kind-hearted strangers out of thousands of dollars after she lied uh, about dying from cancer. So she claimed that she was in the process, she was dying of cancer, like her prognosis was not looking good. Like Madison, she used TikTok to document her struggles with her completely made up diagnosis and she also had a GoFundMe account. Except like, unlike Madison, she even went as far as shaving her head for the cause. Her name is Dawn Leinberger and apparently she's been scamming people in different ways for over 20 years. But apparently none of those previous scams worked out well enough for her. So she decided to fake having breast cancer instead. By the way, she said that she had stage four breast cancer and there are five stages of breast cancer. Five obviously being the worst. She presented herself as being terminally ill, but according to Cancer Research UK, stage four breast cancer is not treatable. It can only be managed to increase a patient's comfortability and lifespan. I really understand why she drew people in because she actually had a very endearing personality. I saw some clips of her posts on TikTok And she just came across as like a really bubbly person. And so I can see why people were drawn into her scam. She had this one video where she's in her car and she's on her way to chemo. And she's, I said, she's bald. And she's like, look at, look at this fun, cute hat I got for chemo guys. And the hat is basically a shark. So she's like, yeah, to brighten up my chemo, you know, it's dreary and sad and I don't want to be there. So I wear this shark hat to put a smile on my face and all the other people on the chemo ward, I guess, and all the nurses and everything. And people were like, oh my gosh, she has such a good sense of humor about this thing that could kill her. We love to see it. And the support for her grew. This dutty bitch even had church people lending a hand. She's from a small town in Alabama. So she actually drew in a lot of local real life people in her community into her scams. Apparently she also deceived her family because none of them knew she was faking it. Speaking of family, she has two young children, a seven year old and an eight year old, and they were also drawn into the mess. And she even used them to gain sympathy, which worked for her because she got a fucking house out of it. The local church donated a house to her. (sighs) Dawn was ultimately found out when a church member offered to drive her to chemo, to her chemo appointment. When they got there and they're trying to check in, Dawn didn't have an appointment so they're just standing there like at reception and they're like hey came for chemo check me in babes and the receptionist is like Dawn who and she's like oh okay well let's just go then and the church lady was all like what the fuck was that bitch why did we come all this way but 
after that the church lady had a lot of questions because she's like what this is weird why would she just turn away like nothing happened if you're a chemo patient and you this is where you come for your regular treatment and they say they have no record of your appointment wouldn't you be pissed off because you need that to survive so the lady had all kinds of questions and she went back to the receptionist and it turned out that dawn was not on the system at all like not the the that hospital or that clinic she wasn't on record as having had cancer treatment in with that organization whatsoever she would have been on the system if she had indeed been getting any kind of cancer treatment so that was the first bit of suspicion for this church lady and you know what the the nice church lady did after that she called the popo and the popo came and locked dawn up apparently the church lady wasn't the only one who was suspicious so other people had been making um reports with the police and i guess this was just like the final straw even in jail she was sticking to her story and feigning ignorance then like at some point i guess she got bored of being in jail and she said I did have cancer, but I'm actually in remission right now. That's why I wasn't in the system. Like, that's that explains it. And then after 11 months of being behind bars, I guess she had enough of prison food and she copped a plea. Um, I'm really pissed because she's not going to serve any time as part of this plea deal. Like, yeah, she did 11 months, but she deserves that. She's not going to serve any more time. So she's only on probation for 36 months and she has to pay back the money as part of her guilty plea. I think she's actually one of the worst offenders I'm going to talk about today because she lied to her seven and eight year old sons who thought that she was going to die. She looked these little boys in their eyes and said, sons, I love you. I'm going to die. So make the most of your your time with me. The dad who used to be married to Dawn said, they were made to believe that their mother was dying of stage four breast cancer and that she wasn't going to live to see their next birthday. And that was all a fucking lie. I added the last bit about it being a fucking lie, but she, they said, you know, the other bit. She also didn't even try to reach out to her sons after she was released from jail which is just salt in the wound i can't imagine how devastated and traumatized these children are i still remember bad stuff that happened to me when i was seven so now she's out and free as a bird while her kids and all the other people she scammed are devastated and are left with trust issues finally let's talk about one of the most famous scammers in Australian history. I'm talking about Belle Gibson, everyone. You may have heard of her because she made international news for scamming hella people. She makes these other scammers look like small fry. And I'm saying that based on the level of her scammery. If you were to rank the fraudsters, Belle would be world class. She was a blogger, in Australia at some point before she started scamming people. I guess blogging wasn't paying enough. So in 2013, at the age of 21, she started scamming 
and she started claiming that she cured her terminal cancer with natural remedies by the way terminal means that you're going to fucking die so how can you claim to have cured your terminal cancer you can't cure something that is terminal just putting it out there later that year she launched an app called whole pantry as in whole foods as in like foods that are supposed to be free from preservatives and whatnot where she shared recipes and healthy living tips for other cancer sufferers so that they can also cure their terminal cancers it wasn't just cancer patients though she definitely capitalized on the whole wellness trend that's been going around since forever she's not even the only scammer that operates in that space like there's so many people just at the top of my head right now that I can think of that have used the whole or the wellness trend to scam other people. A lot of multi-level marketing schemes do the same thing. There are so many of them and they prey on people's health anxieties and insecurities to make them part with their money. This app of hers became really popular and was actually on Apple's uh, best food and drink app of 2013 and I think she spoke at some Apple conferences and whatnot so she went international with her scams she capitalized off the app's success and launched a cookbook and she signed a deal with Penguin you know the book publishers not the chocolate snack to distribute the book. She was made for this 419 life because she had a whole plan to branch out beyond the cookbook and the app, but she was caught before she could realize her dreams. Aw, poor babe. Let's look at what she claimed she was suffering with. Brace yourselves. Belle claimed to have had a malignant brain tumor or cancer, as well as cancers of the blood, spleen, uterus, liver, and kidney. And she said she got these from a cervical cancer vaccine. So she's a, she's a fucking prolific anti-vaxxer as well. And she was also, um, she fed into and perpetuated a lot of lies about some other like really gross, scammy Dr. Sebi type people as well. And most of these grifters, the, the wellness grifters, are actually anti-vaxxers, so I'm not surprised by that. By the way, I do want to do an episode on anti-vaxxers because it was around long before the panini. It's been around for a long time, but anyways. And this is where I feel like critical thinking is important because how can someone make these claims with a straight face and people not question how she's still upright? Same with Madison. She claimed to have had a tumour on her fucking spine, yet she was exercising with no visible signs of this tumour on her body. So, I just, I just feel like if people looked at them and it was just like, babe, where's this tumour that you, is the tumour that you speak of in the room with us? Because how can you have, and Madison, going back to her quickly, she was very slim and so, and a tumour is obviously going to cause deformity in the area where it is. It's going to cause that area to expand. She didn't, she had a straight spine as far as I can tell and she's going out for runs and jogs and whatnot when you have a tumour on your spine. Okay, babe, make it make sense. 
please. Part of the reason why Belle was found out was because she couldn't keep her story straight. She'd make certain claims about her condition on one social media platform and then say something completely different on another platform or in an interview with the news. She was interviewed a lot. She reminds me of a compulsive liar that I went to school with. This person used to lie about the people in her life having cancers and all of this kind of stuff. And she basically just did it to get attention and sympathy from us. And it was actually quite sad. Belle also claimed to have had multiple heart surgeries, despite not having any visible scars relating to said surgeries. And allegedly, she also died on the operating table before being brought back. So basically, just like the compulsive liars that I went to school with. I feel like at some point in our lives, we've all known someone like this. She also faced a lot of questions because she used, she actually used to claim that she donated proceeds from her app, from her book and from, you know, other means of when people gave her money. She claimed that she donated some of that money to various charities who then came out and said that, no, Belle never donated anything to us. And like the guilty little birdie she is, she then started making the donations after she got called out, but not even in the amount that she was claiming to like so at first she'd say I'm donating 50,000 Australian dollars to x charity and then x charity comes out is like bitchy lying and then so she donate $10,000 to the charity so people just had enough of her in 2015 amid growing suspicions she finally admitted that she lied about the whole cancer thing and she said she did all of it because she felt neglected by her mom. So obviously everyone forgave her and gave her a big hug. I'm kidding. People were so fucking pissed off because she deceived and gaslighted a lot of people, including cancer sufferers. And people felt like she didn't take any accountability for her actions whatsoever. Because she just went on. She also said in the when she came out to admit that she lied she also said that not only was she neglected by her mom but that she was left to fend for herself from age five and that she also had to care for her brother who had autism only to find out her brother does not have autism so she just is a big liar when she was found out, she just deleted or stopped posting on social media altogether, but she didn't go into hiding. She was living her best life and she even did press tours to tell her side of the story. I don't know how things work in Australia, but I don't think she was ever arrested. Consumer Affairs Australia brought charges against her in the form of a lawsuit for breaking consumer laws, which she did when she lied about basically her whole identity but also about the charity stuff even penguin the publishers had to pay 30,000 Australian dollars for publishing Belle's book without fact checking it as for Belle herself she was fined 410,000 Australian dollars for making false claims about her donations to charity I didn't even know that was a crime Instead, I guess it's not a crime that's punishable by jail unless you don't pay. I'm not sure. 
Instead of paying, she claimed to be broke as a joke to the tune of 170,000 AUD and even said that she was on government assistance at one point, though it still seems like she was living a luxurious lifestyle, including going on expensive safari holidays with her son. She also lives in a a nice house or apartment and when she was asked about that she said that she was living with this person who's her friend and she doesn't know where he gets the money from but he helps her to afford her living expenses when she doesn't have any money and people are saying that this person this friend is actually her boyfriend and he's minted Remember how I said that Madison is probably going to keep on grifting because of her young age and how her crimes have basically ruined her reputation? Well, Belle's a good example of this because there's no real way for her to go back to living as a good upstanding citizen, especially because she doesn't want to. If she's lucky enough to get a normal job, Her wages are going to be garnished until she pays back that money. These people don't seem to want to do normal jobs either. So they're left with these stupid schemes that end up hurting innocent people. The last I heard about Belle, at some point in 2020, she did a whole Rachel Dolezal kind of thing. Where she tried to say that she was welcomed into the Ethiopian community in Australia. And she basically just started cosplaying as Ethiopian, including changing her name and speaking the language poorly in interviews with the news. She was doing this so publicly at one point where the fucking chair of the Oromo community, which is like the Ethiopian, this the a tribe in the Ethiopian community in Victoria, had to come out and say basically we don't know her and we want her to leave our names out of her goddamn mouth. I just assume that's what they said. I'm, I'm not sure. So that's the last I heard of Belle. Maybe she's repented, but who knows? It's amazing how many of these scams there are. I know I said last but not least when I was talking about Belle, but there's one more. I found cases all over the world, but for some reason I just focused on Australia and America. But I found this other case of this lady, and I use that term very loosely, from Pennsylvania called Jessica Smith, who faked having colon cancer on social media and raised 10,000 in donations. She also shaved her head, so I guess I have to applaud her for committing to the bit. She got caught because she talked so much without saying not much at all about her diagnosis. Basically, when she was talking about her diagnosis, she went on this podcast and she's like, yeah, this is my diagnosis, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of medical professionals felt like she was just reading off of like maybe the Wikipedia page or something. It was just the way that the the disease presents itself wasn't the way she was talking about her diagnosis. So that kind of raised some brows. That's not what she did though. She would go on social media and rant about how people were accusing her of lying. and would even say things like, oh, you think I'm lying about having cancer? Come to chemo with me then. Like kind of trying to call people's bluff. And also she took pictures of her getting chemo and posted them on social media. And again, the, the TikTok and the medical sleuths were like, 
babe, that's just an iron infusion. Stop capping. So she's in, like, she looks like she's in a clinic or something, like a medical office. And she's got this tube in her arm. I think they're called cannulas. I'm not sure. But she's got this tube in her arm and she's sitting there. There's like an IV pole and her hair is shaved and she wraps it in a headscarf. And she's like, yeah, chemo day. Wah. And people are like, that looks to me like an IV, an IV that is for iron infusion. So maybe you have iron def- deficiency or something. So I think these people assume that everybody's stupid and that they're not going to be able to read the bags or to know what certain tubes and whatnot are used for. And that's kind of, that kind of seems to be why a lot of these people get caught out. Um, long story short, her husband was actually the one who ratted her out. So good on him, I guess. He went to the police because he didn't believe she had cancer. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your husband hates you? Can you imagine if I'm faking something and my husband, I don't have a husband, but hypothetically, if my husband's like, yeah, she's lying, I'd be so mad. The least you can do is go along with my bullshit. Like, come on. Anyways, in the end, she was her own worst enemy because whatever she did to provide proof of treatment or diagnosis was easily refutable. She did this several times and people just kept saying like, that's bullshit. Um, so for example, she claimed that a certain doctor operated on her and people would check the hospital to see whether or not that doctor was there and it found out that she was lying because the doctor wasn't even in that area at the time and then also there was the iron infusion thing plus her symptoms didn't really make sense so a lot of people had a lot of questions about her story but that didn't stop others from donating to the tune of ten thousand dollars jessica's also another career criminal I keep fucking up that word. Oh my gosh. Jessica is also allegedly another career criminal, just like uh, Dawn, because apparently she's being investigated in another state. So these cancer related crimes took place in Pennsylvania and she is being investigated or she was being investigated in uh, Delaware for impersonating a police officer and identity theft. In the end, Jessica Smith was sentenced to four years probation and she has to pay back the money she acquired through deception and she has to undergo mental health treatment. And I believe she's the first out of all of these people who it's been stipulated that they have to undergo mental health treatment because clearly none of these people are well but not in the way that they claimed to be unwell so that's it a whole bunch of scammers being their scamming ourselves it's insane how prevalent this is and in my opinion it's only going to get worse the more the financial inequality continues in the world especially in places where healthcare isn't provided by the state which might even be the UK soon because they're privatizing the NHS. People are just going to keep using the fact that 
healthcare costs an arm and a leg in order to scam people out of helping them. And I guess like a lot of these people who donate, they, in a way, if I were to guess their motives for donating to these people, they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. Some of them are just paying it forward because if you're in that position, surely you'd want people to donate to your cause as well so it's just really sad to see people being taken advantage of like that because I'm often someone who tries to take people at face value and then these dusty scammers are just out here taking advantage of that. The saddest part is that there are genuine cancer sufferers out there who are going to be questioned and placed under unnecessary scrutiny because of the selfish, dirty, no good people who decide to lie about having cancer. And for people with invisible chronic health conditions, they're already being placed under unnecessary scrutiny. And I feel like it's just going to create this situation where people are just people are going to have to expose themselves and lay themselves bare in order to get any kind of help which is so fucked up i do believe that we should not just believe everything people say especially in the world we're living in where it's so easy to lie or misrepresent information and like i said before these scams or scams in general aren't new but social media makes it so much easier for people to just say things or present themselves in a sympathetic way and gain attention for it. It's so easy to go viral. So I guess my advice is to consider the source when being presented with any information and don't be afraid to ask questions. That's really it. Like I don't I don't even know what the takeaway from this episode is. My only takeaway from all of these scammers that I've talked about is I really need to bury my conscience deeply so that I can start scamming people as well. Like, But then again, when you see stories like this where they've all been caught out, it's like, okay, I know that I'm going to get caught out if I try to scam people because I'm not that convinced. Like, I can't convince someone to believe something that I, I know isn't true. So... <sighs> Anyways, to end on a good note, do you guys remember there was a deadly blizzard in Buffalo, New York back around Christmas time of 2022? It was all over TikTok. I saw the videos of homes being engulfed by ice. The situation was dire. People were ordered to shelter in their homes, not to go out because it was it was bad. And I remember seeing a lot of destruction and damage on TikTok of like ice literally seeping into people's homes. Like it was, it was crazy. So all of this is going on and there's a bus full of Korean tourists who were like, yeah, I'm going to go see Niagara Falls right about now, which Niagara is beautiful when it's like frozen over or partially frozen. I've been there around that time. It's beautiful, but not when there's a fucking blizzard, babe. But they were like, no, we must see Niagara Falls. So they're on their way to there to see the falls and the tour bus that they were in got trapped. And the situation was looking hopeless. A couple by the name of Andrea and Alex Campanius came to their aid. 
The group were on their way to see the falls when the conditions turned ugly and their vehicle became stuck in the snow. Two people from the group decided to go out and knock on doors of nearby houses to ask for shovels so that they could begin to dig themselves out. Um, They knocked on the Campania's house and explained what happened and the couple just invited them in to stay because they knew that the storm was going to get even worse in I saw like an interview that they did and they said that they were just going to spend Christmas by themselves just the two of them because they knew how bad things were going to get and so when these people came to their door I would imagine it felt like a miracle to them some kind of blessing and apparently the couple were always fascinated and enjoyed Korean culture so yeah they got a reward for this by the way five months later the Korean tourism organization invited Alex and Andrea to visit the country and they reconnected with their guests who they no doubt saved from a dangerous situation several several months earlier ain't that nice this story goes to show that it really does pay to be kind and not scam people but yes so that's the story that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in i really appreciate it um please follow the podcast on all podcasting platforms wherever you're listening to this please rate and review and all of them things there I'll see you next week when I'll probably be talking about um, I don't know I want to talk about some Canadian stuff because there's a lot of weird shit happening in Canada but I'm not sure I haven't decided yet but tune in next week I love you thank you for watching and as always don't forget to go outside drink water and crush the motherfucking enemy bitch Bye.